0: Today's daf is Nedarim Daflamid Aleph We are at the Mishnah, the fourth Mishnah on the Amid 13 lines from the bottom of Daflamid Aleph Amid Aleph Today's daf is being learned So we're moving along here at the end of the third parak of Masechet Nedarim Today we're going to learn another two mishnayos. Obviously, very much the Dharam related. Today's daf is a short daf. Not so easy, but a short daf, and then Be'ezus Hashem will make up for the short daf with a long raid by Dr. Mishnah. nenem Somebody makes a ned there that he is not going to have anah from another yid. Now, he wants to transact with that Yid. He wants to buy something from him. He wants to sell something to him. The problem is he made an edder. He's not going to have enough from him. Says the Mishnuloy <laughs> He can buy from him as long as he overpays. umaycher, And he can sell to him as long as he sells it for less than what it's worth. In other words... The assumption is that if you're gonna buy something from someone that you're not let have enough from, you're violating your nether. Or if you're gonna sell something to somebody you're not let have enough from, again, you're violating your nether. So if you wanna buy something or sell something, the workaround is buy it for more than it's really worth, sell it for less than it's really worth. As a result, it's not exactly a very wise business transaction, but at the same time, you didn't have annah. Because he didn't have annah, you didn't violate your nether. He's throwing the hen and leave. What if a person makes a fakert nether? He says that I don't want any yid to have anna from me. And again, he wants to transact with this person. It says the mission of pachus. He's allowed to buy from him as long as he pays less than What it's worth, and he can sell to him as long as he sells it for more than it's worth. Again, in this case, the other people are not allowed to have Hanah from him. He now wants to buy from them. By him buying from them, they are going to be benefiting from him, unless. He pays less than what it's worth. Again, if he sells to them, they will be having enough from him, unless he sells it to them for more than what it's worth. If they overpay for it, they, they didn't have enough So in that case, it's going to be okay. And the Mishnah says, However, <laughs> The Ran has two pshat in, in what the girs in the Mishnah is, and what the pshat in the Mishnah is. But the Pasha pshat that the Ran says is, the Mishnah is just saying, agav, You should know, it's going to probably be difficult for you to do business. Because if you tell a person, Listen, I'm happy to sell to you, but... My rough told me, because of another I made, I can only sell it to you if you overpay. Or I can only buy it from you if I buy it for less than what it's worth. Chances are it's not going to get very far. And that's what the Mishnah felt for whatever reason, compelled to say, you should know. the what happens if a person makes an eder and he says the A person says, that I'm not going to have hanaf from yidin, and no yid is going to have hanaf from me Says the Mishnah, if you want to do business, the only way for you to do business is if you do it to umoyis But in this case, you can't underbuy and you can't buy for more and you can't undersell and you can't sell for more because either way, you get knipped and in here because over here you're side the and the safer, So the only way for you to be able to do business is if you're going to do business with the umaysoilim. The Ran asks, b'shem the that what was the point in this last line of the Mishnah? Ukhura. All the last line of the mission is doing is the math. It's just adding the Reisha and the safer and coming up with a situation where obviously if you can't buy for more, you can't buy for less. You can't sell for more, you can't sell for less. So naturally, if you're gonna to want to buy a loaf of bread, you're gonna to have to go to the non-Jewish store. You're not gonna be able to go to the yiddish Moicher. So the Ran says in the name of the Ra'ah that really there's a chiddush here. The chiddush is that I would have thought that it could be that being that a yid would want to transact with another yid, if somebody makes a nether like this, we look at it. As a nether shaf. We look at it as a nether where the person made a nether to do something that really he can't do. If somebody would make a nether that he's not going to sleep for three days, it's a nether shav. Now, a nether shav is not like a shvua shav, the Durant said earlier in the Masechta, it's very, very chamer, there's malchus, a nether shav is not, there's no wisdom, the Durant said, but at the same time, the nether is not chal. Yashem la the Gemara said. So, in that situation, the nether is not a nether. So you would have had a havamina that for a person to make a nether, maybe that's not a nether at all, and therefore not Yahanul Umoist. In this case, you could do business with it. If I'm only making a nether, I'm not going to have enough from a Yid to Or the Yid's not going to have enough from me, Eichit Peseder. But both ways, could be that's already a Bechin of a Nether Shav, and that's the chiddush of the Mishnah that no, le, um, either way. So the Mishnah discussed a uh, Yid who made a Nether that he is not going to either have enough from other Yidin, or other Yidin will not be able to have enough from him. Can he transact? The answer is yes. However, you have to be sensitive to make sure that there's going to be no violation of the nether in your transaction. It's interesting, the Mishnah did not discuss what the Allah is if this person wants to either buy or sell at fair market value. You can buy, but only if you buy for less than it's worth. You could sell, but only if it's more than what it's worth, and vice versa. What if it's shava shava? That the missioner never dressed, and that's really going to be the backdrop of this next gemara that we're going to learn, and the way the gemara is going to back in. To this discussion is with introducing a memra from the great Amir Shmuel, which Ran says is really discussed in greater detail. If somebody took a keli from an omen, and the reason he took the keli was Lavakra, he wants to inspect it, he wants to determine whether or not he wants to buy it. So somebody goes over to an omen who sells some sort of kelin, He inspects a kelly because he, in his mind, maybe he's going to want to buy it. So he says, let me take it home. He's going to give it a test drive. He's going to determine whether this is something he wants or it's not something he wants. And then, when he had been using it, an oynus happened, and as a result, right now it was damaged. The question is, is he chayev not? So Shmuel said chayiv. The halacha is that he's going to be chay. Now we know if somebody has somebody else's item and then it gets damaged. So what's the halacha? It's the sugi of the arba shaymon. It depends. This item that you have, you have it because you're watching it for the person that really owns the item. Then the question is: Are you a shaymochinam? Are you a shaybesacher? You have it because you're a Shail, You borrowed it. You have it because you rented it. So depending on what type of shamer you are, that's going to determine what loch is. The only shoyim that's chayven ointzen, the only time if I have your item and then an ointus happens, I'm going to be responsible to make you whole is if I'm a shayl. And the reason a shayl is chayven ointzen is because kol ha-na-shalay. A shayl is allowed to use the item. He's not paying for it. It's kol ha-na-shalay. And it's for that reason, taloch is that a shayl is chayven ointzen. Essentially, what Shmu was saying, more in the Sugi of Baba is that when somebody takes... A keli from an umin as a lekeach levakroi. At that point, we deem him like a shoyal. No, he's not a shoyal. It's not what he is. But we deem him like a shoyal. Why? Because what's the taich of a shoyal? Why is he chayvenoitzer? What's the lumbus of it? What underpins this anomaly? Kol hanosh We look at the lekeach as kol hanosh Now, what's the reason for it? And this is very important because this is the reason it's a tsu'shtal ta'avasukia. The reason he's kol hanosh is because we assume that any time there's a buyer and a seller, anytime there's a transaction. Shmuel says the Lekeach is the one that's considered to be the Iker beneficiary of this transaction. Now the Gemara is going to qualify Shmuel's memory in a minute, but for now, we assume that the Lakeach is the one that's benefiting from it. Being that the Lekeach is the one that's benefiting from it, so we look at him as a Kohan hanor shaloy, and it's for that reason he's going to be high. Now there's an obvious question here, and Duran says that when you learn about the Basra, you'll see the Gemara already addresses this, but just Pasha you're not like, yet, right? This person took a uh, Kaili okay, to inspect it to determine whether he wants to buy it, and before he ever made that determination, at that point something had already happened. So you're because I understand when I'm like already why it should be but here not. Additionally, did they even negotiate a price yet? Like who said he's gonna be able to get it? Yeah, let me test drive the car and then you're gonna start haggling and negotiating with the dealer to figure out whether you could even come up with a price that you're gonna agree on. So to a ready Paskin that he has a din of a shoyal call on Oshaloi because the loikeach is always the one that's the beneficiary when all he's really doing it is, is taking it on to inspect to determine whether it's his. So the Ran says that the Gummar addresses this, over there says that the the gem- Duran says that the Gamaradir says that we're talking about where they negotiate a price already. So there's just some tiktukim, if it bothers you, that you have to go through the sugi over there to be able to figure out. But the bottom line is, says the Gemara, you know what you see from Shmuel, what we just spoke out, that is always the one that's considered to be the one that's primarily having hana, and it's for that reason we look at the loikeach as if he's a shoyal, shakal and that's why he's chayi What does it have to do with our sugya tana? We learned in our enemy somebody makes a nedar, I'm not going to have anah, from yedin, and now he wants to do business with him. So moicher, he can sell to as long as he sells them for less than what it's worth. But, but if he wants to sell it for fair market value, says the Gemara, it's meduyig that he would not be able to do. Why not? Because if I can't have ano from you, and I'm going to sell something to you, I'm having ano. If you're going to tell me that any time there's a transaction, who's the one that's considered to be the one having ano? It's the That's the one that's having Bishava. So why can't you sell shava Why does the Mishnah say the only time I could sell to you is if I'm going to sell the pachos? Bah even shava B'Shavah I should be able to sell Because if I sell it shava I'm not the one that's considered to be having Anah, you the Lekeach are the one That's considered to be having Anah So the Gemara makes an Akimto, the Gemara says masnisen. our Mishnah is Bezvina de it's not talking about A typical transaction, it's talking about where a person Is selling something that's difficult To sell, and because it's difficult to sell So although ordinarily we look At the Lekeach as being the one that's The primary beneficiary But when you sell something that it's Difficult to sell, so to the contrary, then the moicher is the one that's deemed to be the one that's iker having anah no. Therefore, if you would sell a Shava Bishava, we would say you violated your nether The only time it's gonna be mutter is if you're makher But the gemara is in Cain, if that's the case, How are you gonna understand the Risha? The Risha said that this same person who made a nether is not gonna have enough from another year. If he wants to buy, he could buy, but only if he overpays. Now it's mashma that if he would buy and pay Shava Bishava. It would be aser. Why? Because he's having anah. Why is he having anah? Because he's buying something and he's paying fair market value. But if we're talking about a zvina derami alape, we're talking about something that's difficult to sell and. It's for that reason you can't sell shava Bishava because we look at the Meicher as being the primary beneficiary. So why could Lekeach then not buy it Shavah B'Shavah? I'll ask you another kasher from the Seif of the Mishnah. Hey, safe. I take a look at the Seif. The thrown the said, where a person made a nether, not that he won't have Hanav from Yidin, but Yidin won't be able to have Hanav from him. So what's Talach the? He's allowed to buy it for less than it's worth and he's allowed to sell it for more than it's worth in this case the Yid can have anah from him so if he wants to buy from the Yid the Yid is going to be benefiting by selling to him so the only time he could be like Keach the only time he'd be able to buy from him is if he buys for less than it's worth as a result looking at it from the Yid who sold it to him who's the mother anah he sold it for less than it's worth he didn't have anah therefore it's going to be okay and if you want to sell to the Yid you could sell it but only if you sell him for more than it's worth. Why? Because looking at it from the mudder hanot, the other yid's perspective, he's buying something which is a problem. But being that he's overpaying for it, it's not going to be an issue. What's the kash of ibis vina the rami If we're talking about a mecher, that's rami alape. A mecher where we say that who is the one that's always benefiting? It's the moichrafil shava Bishava. Then why is the halacha that you're allowed to only be the yoyser. You should be able to be moichr even shava Bishava. What's the problem with being moichr shava The other yid is paying. Fear market value. He's benefiting, but if it's a zvina derami alape, and it's always the moicher that's the one that's considered to be having ano, it's never the kech that's the one that's considered to be having ano. So then, you should be able to tell to him even shava b'shava, because you're not going to see the other yid as being the one that's having ano. So the Gemara says, safer the zvina The safe is talking about not a zvina de alape, but the safer is talking about the other extreme. It's talking about something that's actually very easy to sell, and being that it's very easy to sell, so over there the hano is not for the moicher. The meikh will be able to sell it in a second. It's a seller's market. You know who's the beneficiary? Whoever has the exclusive, whoever's the one that gets to buy this deal, who gets to buy this whatever it is, he's the one that's the beneficiary. And because he's the one that's the beneficiary, therefore, if you want to sell it, the only way you could sell it is beyoiser. But shavu be is going to be a problem. If we're talking about a like the pachus, so why is the halacha that if you want to now buy it? From this other yid, that's not nah, let have a from you. You can only buy it if you overpay. Afilu shavu bishava. You should be able to buy it even shavu bishava, Because what's the problem? The problem is that if you buy it the b'shavu, that means he's selling it the b'shavu. And if he's selling it the b'shavu, he's having a from you. If we're talking about a zvina charifa, then he's actually not having an from you. The lekeach is the one that's having a So the gemara says what's going on over here. So the to make the reisha work, we said that the reisha is talking about a uh, zvina to make Safer work We made this Safer talk about Zvina Kharifa. But even With the ikimtes, We still had problems So the bottom line is Says the Gemara What's going on Hello the Gemara Says I'll tell you What's going on The Mishnah Talking not about a svinodrame a lape where it's very difficult to sell, not a svina charifa where it's very easy to sell, but it's something in between. And because it's something in between, it's for that reason shava bishava is always gonna be a problem. And that's the way the round speaks out. And that's why the Mishnah Taki didn't talk about what the halacha would be by shava b'shava. Shava b'shava is always give me an issue. The reason is because it's always a shikul beneficiary to the moicher. It's always a shikul beneficiary to the lekeach. So anytime time it shava you can end up being on the wrong side of this equation because. Shtikl for sure you have him because it's not something that's so easy to sell, it's not something that's impossible to sell. So there's always hanah to the and hanot to the so every shavu it's gonna be a problem. The only time it's gonna be mut if you overpay, you underpay, you under sell, you oversell, that's where it's gonna work. Right, Shmuel's halacha was that the is the one that's considered That's why Shmuel said if someone's if somebody takes a keli from a number of and then as talach, he was talking this He was talking about a situation where it's very easy to sell. There are buyers that are lining up to buy this thing. So who then is the one that's having the real hanaf from this transaction? It's Lekech. And that's why Shmuel said his Halacha. Exhale. Not Mamish, but we can breathe. Tanya Kabasi the Shmuel. A Raya that supports Shmuel's Halacha. If somebody... Buys Kalim from a, tag, from a merchant, and the reason he bought it was because he wanted to sell it to his shver's house. So he's sending a gift to his shver or maybe to his kala who's by the shver, regardless. And he told the mecher as He said, Listen, I want to buy this, but you know, I'm not so sure my in laws or the kala is going to be happy with what I'm sending. So he bought it like on consignment. He said, If they're willing to accept it, I'll pay you for it. But if not, I'm going to buy Nice wrinkle. He said, if they don't take it, I'll still pay you for it. But I'm not going to pay you full value for it. I'm giving it back to you. I'll pay for the Toivus sanah. Meaning, if you send someone a gift, even if they return it, and as a result, I'll pay you for the Toivus Anna. What happens if, as this person was bringing this gift to his in laws, an oyness took place, the is going to be Chayef. If it happens on the way back, Meaning, he's returning it because they didn't want it, and now he's bringing it back. Potter is going to be Potter If neishu canoysa at that point he has a din of a shayim masacher. But what we need is the first part, and that is that on the way there, if an onus would happen, he would be chayev. Why would he be chayev? Who's chayev anoytsin? A shayel's chayev anoytsin. He's not a shayel. The tare says a shmul's He's a like and he bought it, but not hundred percent. He bought it really contingent upon something. In Shmuel's case, he's going to inspect it. In the Bryce's case, we have to figure out if the Inbols are going to like it. But the bottom line is is that he's a Loikeach. A loikeach is will make the Akimta that the Gemara made in Shmuel's memoir. It's talking about a Zvina Charifa. And it's the Loikeach that's the one that's really having an no, up. But the bottom line is you see this concept that you see a Loikeach could have a din of a shoyo that he's going to be Chayavinoitz, another Aloha. Who's Safsira? Safsira is a broker. So he takes things that belong to Ruvain and he tries selling them to Shemin. So there was a broker, the Shakal Chamr Lezvuni. He took a Chamr, he was brokering donkeys, to sell it to somebody. He couldn't sell it. On his way back to the owner of the Chamr, he wanted to return it. An oinus happened and the Chamr was damaged. Rav Nachman Rav Nachman obligated him to pay. He said that you're a broker, you have a dinner of a shoy, you're going to be from the that we just mentioned, Nensu. what happens if an Oynus happens? If somebody takes something that's not his and he wants to send it to somebody, like the broker, right? It's not his, but he's doing some transaction with it. So if he was alicha, if an Oynus happened on the way, the The if an Oynus happened on the way back, he's going to be Potter. This mice that happened with the broker happened on the way back. So if it happened on the way back, why you Potter, a Malay, so he told him back and this is a uh, yesoid in, in brokerage that a broker who has an item that somebody else is, that he's trying to peddle even if he's on the way back we view it as if he's on the way there or it's the equivalent thereof to any other person who's taking something to sell why? let's say this broker on the way back it's true he thought he had a customer so he was going to sell it to this customer turns out this guy didn't want it okay on the way back if you meet somebody and you're trying to sell this what are you going to tell him? you know I have a Hamar it's a nice donkey, and maybe you want it, it looked look perfect on you, right, look great in your driveway. <laughs> but kids, he's trying to sell this chamoy, right? <laughs> I feel above the basic, even if it be at his doorstep, me like Maz he would sell it to him. So the safsira is always the because he's always trying to sell, he's always trying to close, and it's for that reason, this halacha, this naf between the way there and the way back, doesn't apply to the Safsira. In fact, this whole halacha of the Sapsirah is really Shmuz halacha. It's the Bryce's halacha. That he has a din of uh, shoyal in the sense that he's going to be chayev because kol hanosh. It's the Mishnah And this next Mishnah we're going to learn is a classic, Ben benoi. Shal classic. It's a Mishnah that we've referred to many, many times over the years. The topic of this Mishnah is Milah. So really, in, as far as the Sugis of milah and Shas, of course, pericably as a demila, perica oral, which is a little more lambdish and the Sachdis Yavamis, but this Mishnah right here, there's some um, divrei agad in the Mishnah, and in the ensuing Gemara that we're going to see tomorrow that talks about Prismila, we're just going to go through the Mishnah fairly quickly, and then we're going to revisit this all tomorrow. Somebody makes another, I'm not going to have anah from an udal. Allah says, He's allowed to have anah from a but He's not let have anah from Someone from the Ummah Yisrael, even if he's circumcised. If somebody makes a nether, he's not going to have Hanah from someone that's gemalit. He can't have Hanah from a yid, even if he's not gemalit, even if he's an oral. However, he's allowed to have Hanah from Ummah Yisrael, even if they're circumcised. What's the pshat? Meaning, it sounds like the way we teach... Kainem shani nena la'reilim is. I'm not going to have a anov from umoy soil, and kainem shani nena lemulin as if he's saying I'm not going to have a anov from a yid. Chiron arul is an arul, and a mahl is a mahl. So why are we touching it this way? It says the Mishnah sheina arle kruya elo l'shem goyim because we find that umoy soil is not called areilim. The pasuk says kichal hagoyim areilim. Another pasuk that says for oimah plishti ha arul hazet. For oimah there's a third pasuk that says pentis machna bnois plishti and the bottom line is you find the Ummah Yisraelim are referred to as Arelim and as it relates to this Mishnah as we spoke a lot about yesterday and in Lashav Nei Odom when people say Arelim when people say they don't mean a yid that's not Gemalic, they mean an noodle. That's what they mean. And as a result, it means the Umayy Salam. And if someone says a mahal, he doesn't mean someone's a punk tadpur smila, someone's mesu achl machmasmila, he still has a den of a mahal. The point as it relates to Lashem and Ayad. what he means is he's referring to a yid. On the topic of mila, we digress. Rabbi and Azaria Oymer. Rabbilazim and Azaria said, The arlo is disgusting. Why sheniskanu barushsham? Because you find the Rishonim referred to as a shenemakikol hagoymareilim. Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Shmuel said, "You don't even milah shenichrusu aleh shalosh The milah so gavaldig shenichrusu aleh shalosh esrei brisos." If you go through the Pesukim and then the, the Parshas Lachlecha when Hashem gave Avram Avinu, the mitzvah of bris milah, so mentions the word bris, right? Shenemal. Shayin dreitsim mila. Thirteen times it says the word bris, and that's gedoy le mila. That mila so gavaldig shenichrusu aleh shalosh esrei brisa. Every line here is raid bites. Rabbi Yosem, Rabbi said gedoy le mila shaduchas haShabbos haChamuro. Mila so gavaldig that you find that mila is doichas Shabbos. Right? It's learned down from a It's a whole suggi and parakrabal eser demila leMaskanu byoyi mashmini leRabbi's even Shabbos. So mila we know is doichas Shabbos. Even though I say. Which is doicha loisa say, but not Shabbos. Shabbos is loisa say shehich by kares shehich by Mrs. but gedoy la mila that it's doicha even Shabbos. Reb Shlomo and Karchoimer gedoy la mila shloin nitla loy la Moishe hatzadik aleh There's a parsha tucked away in the end of parsha Shmois that talks about Moishe Rabbeinu who was nisrashel. He was somehow negligent in the Indian of Mila, and from there you see what gedoy la mila is from the way the reaction towards Moshe was Rifian and that story towards Brismila played itself out, is another Raya to G'day Le-Mil. Now what was that story? That's going to be the beginning of tomorrow's da. <laughs> Rav said, G'day L'min, M'il, Sh'day Mila we find is D'ay Chesan What's the context? There's certain Aga that if somebody has it on his body, he's not allowed to cut off the nega. If a baby's born and the baby has a nega on his Arla, so the Allah is, the M'ayal's allowed to do it's a chiddish. Because to remove an arla involves a loisase and an asse. And ordinarily the rule is, a nasse doicha loisase vasse. But Gidoila milo. Milo so gewaltig that it's doicha is handigan. Rebbe Omer. Gidoila milo shakala mitzvah sa Avramavino le nikos With all the mitzvahs that Avram Avinu did. What were those mitzvahs? So you know, Avram Avinu kept kala tairukula even till it was given. What's the makar to that? Dharm da flamid Filo erif ta'ashilan. Again, coming up in tomorrow's da. Mila is so great that even though Avraham Avinu had done all the mitzvahs but he wasn't considered a Shalom until he did bris mila. the pasuk says the tamim, That's in the parish of Mila. So when he was a Saleh when he did bris mila, that's when he became a talmid. not for mila, went to the world. What's the brisi It's referring to bris again. There's so much here. We'll talk a little bit about that tomorrow But for now we'll come off a breath And Go back to a Gemara That we glossed over yesterday And speak out On a topic That we've spoken about in the past However, And that is the Mishnah said, If somebody makes a nether that he's not gonna have anah from Harosh. So the Allah is that we assume that what he meant by that nether is not that he's not gonna have anah from people that have black hair. But what he meant is that he's not gonna have anah from men, as opposed to women and as opposed to children. But the point, and the way we touch the nether of hanoider der Mishcheri arosh, is that he's making a nether that he's not going to have Hanoi from men. Frey the Gemara, why? What do men have to do with Shcheri Yerosh? So the Gemara says that the words Shcheri Aroish, which literally mean black hair, but figuratively, in Lashem B'nai yada means people whose hair is sometimes exposed and sometimes not exposed. Says the Gemara, the only class of people that can fall into the category that de magli reishayu are men why the hair is always covered children the hair is never covered men are sometimes their hair is covered, sometimes their hair is not covered, and as a result, Raish would be an appropriate way to describe a man. It would seem pretty clear in the Gemara, and Maratzchias here on this Gemara makes the diak that. For a man, Jewish man, to cover his hair is optional. Meaning, if he wants to wear a head covering, he's on date. But if you don't want to, you don't have to. In fact, men sometimes did and sometimes didn't. And as a result, in a Mishnah, in Shas, which means people that sometimes cover their hair and sometimes don't cover their hair, that luck is, he's going to be only in, a, in Hashem, but it's going to be And if you think about it for a minute, it just seems a little bizarre. Seems not like the way we were raised, and the way we were taught, and the way we're noyeg, which is that Jewish men cover their head. They cover their hair. We wear a yarmulke. So what does it mean when the Gemara says that covering your hair is optional? So the truth is that... There's a very, very long answer to this question, and let's just start the conversation a little bit. Let's just be maschal and be poiseach a little on this topic. The topic is that, is there a chiev to wear yarmulke? Or is it just something that's customary? Maybe something that's a very good thing. Maybe it's just part of the lavush of a yid. Is there a khiev or is there not a chiev? And really, the story begins with a a very ambiguous one line in the Torah, in Erechaim Simenches, in Hilchas Sitzes, the Torah is discussing the halachas of wearing a talis. And B'Toich of the Torah says as follows, When a person's wearing a talis, he has to cover his head. Because he can't have his head exposed. Says the Beis Yosef, it would seem tempting to learn that what the Torah means when he says that when you're wearing a talus, make sure to be mechase your head that what he's saying is that when you wear a talus, make sure you wear a yarmulke. To wear a talus and not wear a yarmulke? That's strange. And, and it sounds a little bit like that's what the Torah is saying. Oh, but the Bishaysev says it can't be that's what he means. Because a yid always has to wear a yarmulke. You only have to wear a yarmulke when you're wearing a talus. When do you not have to wear a yarmulke? And it can't then mean that that's what the Torah meant. So what did the Torah mean? Make sure you cover your head when you're wearing a talus. What do you mean? You always have to cover your head. He means a yarmulke. You always have to wear a yarmulke. I think what he means is, What the Torah is saying is that when a person is wearing a talus, you should put the talus, the Torah of the talus, on top of your head. Why? Because there's a mitzvah for a person to wear his sitsis where the talus is over his head, where he's completely in the and that's all the Torah is referring to. But don't think, says the B's Yosef, that when the Torah said make sure to cover your head when you're wearing your talus, he meant make sure to wear your yarmulke, meaning just make sure your yarmulke is, is in your pocket so you'll put it on at the time that you have to wear your talus. he I mean, always has to wear a, tzitzis, a yarmulke so what did the tour mean he meant the way he's supposed to win the talus is by putting the talus over your head says the dark emotion the you should know who wrote the dark emotion the he says even though King mitzvah lishma yadivri beis yosef, even though there's a mitzvah lishma yosef, which by the way I find this line fascinating because throughout shulchan aruch the Ramah argues with everything the beis yosef said. Says the Ramah, and even though you should know there's a mitzvah lishma yadivri beis yosef, and his pshatim and the way he learns up a tour mikamakim Nirali, shemasha kasev atur mechaser roishoi kadesh loyeh he begili aroyishu kipshutai. I think when the tour said that a person should make sure that he's covering his head when he puts on. Thomas he didn't mean cover with a talus. He meant wear a yarmulke. Because if a person is not wearing a talus, there's no whistle for a person to walk around not with a yarmulke. All it is is a midas chesidus. As for that reason, says that Moshe, the Torah said, that when a person is wearing he has to make sure that he's going to be covering his head. In other words, we have a between the Beis Yosef and the Ramah. The Beis Yosef and the Darke Moshe. What the, the Torah meant when he said that a person has to make sure that he covers his head while he's wearing this talis. The Beis Yosef said that what the Torah meant was that a person has to make sure that his tallis is over his head. Because the mitzvah of Hayim and the mitzvah of Tzitzis is when your Nesatev completely, even your Rosh, is part of the atifa, And therefore you should put the Atara of the tallis over your head. The dark said, I don't think That's what the tour means I think the tour means Kipchutai He means make sure When you're wearing a talus To wear a yarmulke It's just going to look funny That's inappropriate You're davening now Now you're supposed To wear a yarmulke But In terms of putting The talus over your head That's not something You're supposed to do That's not something You have to do There's no such mitzvah And there's no such tour That ever addressed that Beis Yosef said What do you mean? You need the Torah to tell me that when a person's wearing a talus, he should wear a yarmulke. When do you not have to wear a yarmulke? you always have to wear a yarmulke. That's not true. Wearing a yarmulke is a mitzvah It's a mitzvah chasidus. And it's for that reason, ordinarily, it's not something you're obligated to do. It's dafko over here, in Hilchasitz, and in that the Torah said that this is something that you have to do. In other words, it would seem. Is there a chiev to wear a yarmulke? The short answer is it's a machlaikis between the Beis Yosef and the dark Moshe. According to Beis Yosef, there's a Khiv, and according to the Darke Moshe, there's no chiv. Emma the says there are many, many gemaras and Shas that would seem to shri what the Darke Moshe is saying. And that is, there really is no chiv for a year to wear a yarmulke. The first gemara, only because we're learning Nadara now, is Nedarim Daflam and Ubeis? The, the Gemara said, "I'm noy That lach is he's because the type of Meshcherei are people that are Zimnim the Michtirei Shayo Zimnim de Migleri and anoshim are people that sometimes their head is covered and sometimes their head is not covered. So I say, Mary, sometimes they wear a yamaka, sometimes they don't wear a yamaka. When they're davening, maybe they wear a yamaka. When they're not, they don't wear a yamaka. But Akaponim, you see, it's optional. so Sviyash is Ha'ar on the Gemishna. So Exhibit A with Seem to be the Gemara in Adarim Daflam and Omid Beis, but there are other Gemaras. The, the Gemara says in Shabbos Daf Kufyut Chesamid Beis. Amr Ravunu Braid Rav Yishuah. The context over there is discussing a lot of different Amayuroim and Tanoim and they talked about different Gvaldiga things that they did. That they said in the reward for what I did, I'm going to be Zaycha to a chelik and Oylem Haba. Says the Gemara. Amr Ravunu Braid Rav Yishuah. Rav Yishuah said hastily, I'm going to get a tremendous Oylem Haba to because I never walk Dalat I'm Maqbit to always cover my head. And because I'm ma'kbed to always wear a yarmulke, I always have a covering on my head. So it's for that reason I'm going to get a geval de geschar. So let me ask you a question. If a person has a chiv to wear a yamaka, so you're going to get tremendous chiv for wearing a yarmulke, that's what you have to do. That's what you're supposed to do. So what's Raphuna Breda Rav saying? That I'm going to get married to geschar, because I don't go Talat Amis, but he's like, haraj. What do you mean? You have to. That's something that you're to do. There's another gemara. Kedushin daflam adalef adalef. Rav Rafuna braid Rav Yeshua. The same Amora said, Rafuna Huna braid Rav Yeshua. maski arba ames begilu rush. He would never go dal and ames begilu arosh. Omar, he would say shchinu le'mayla meiroshi. He said the shchin is my head, and because the shchin is my head, so he never went dal and ames begilu This is obviously Rafuna braid Rav Yeshua. The shittasi same gemara. Shabbos kufiut chesam and base. Rabbi Rabbi Yeshua is talking he said what he did the Gemara just mentions the Hanhaga of Rabbi Rabbi Yeshua but the bottom line is you see Rabbi Rabbi is a very big deal that he never went particularly why is it such a big deal that he never went to Obviously, because it's something that in Halacha is not such a huge deal. There's another Gemara. Kedushim, Daflam, and Gimel, Aleph. The Gemara says, Ravina was once sitting in the presence of Rav gavra and it was a person that passed by him. like He wasn't wearing a yam, he wasn't covering his head. Omar, so Ravina said, that he would walk by us without covering his head. So he told him back, Raf, me, me did. Me, me maybe it's from Masa Mechasio, the Gisuba Rabbanon. He's used to Deng with Rabbanon, by Kaspa, and he doesn't feel this need to suddenly go into trembling mode when he gets in, comes to the presence of Rabbanon. So you look in the mafarshim and this Gemara, they all explain that Ravina said that he felt it was a chutzpah, that you're in the presence of Tamid of Rabbanonim, and you're not covering your head. In this matziv, you should cover your head. And that's what he told him. Maybe comes from Maslam where he's accustomed to drink Zachariah like upon him. And as a result, that's not such a chutzpah, because from where he comes from, he's lead by gospel, and therefore it's not such a huge deal. But what do you see from here? That again, to wear a is something that was considered an appropriate thing to do when you were in the presence of greatness. When you were in the presence of Rabbanim. But Samazin, the felt right to have to walk around that way? Because the people, in yid always wore yarmulkes. What's this person doing, not wearing a yarmulke? He's from Masa Mechasia. It's gisu be Rabbanim. What do you mean? A yid has to wear a yarmulke. Another Gemara. It's a Gemara everybody knows. The Gemara is on the, Shabbos, Tav Kufnun, Vavah, the Gemara talks about Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak. The context over there is Yesh Mazali Yisrael or E-Mazal Yisrael. So the Gemara tells a story. When Rabbi Nachman Bar Yitzchak had a baby, Amrilah Kaldoi, the astrologers told her, Your son is going to be a Ganav. So the Gemara says, She had an idea. She had an etza, a patent. She said, I'm going to make sure that my son is always covering his head. He's going to always wear a yarmulke. Like this, if he's going to always wear a yarmulke, this is not going to be an Amrullah. She told him, Kasi And she told him as he got a little older, he said, I want you to always cover your head. Because if you're going to cover your head, you're going to have Yerushamayin. And then she also said, pray. I Meaning, that alone is not good. It's not just a yarmulke. You have to you put on a yarmulke and your davin, and then everything's going to work. And the Gemara says, have a She never told him, her little son, why she wanted him to be so machbil in this, but okay, that's what he did. One day, Yosef to say Dikli, he was once sitting and learning underneath a dekel, all of a sudden, his head covering fell off. As it falls up, he looks up, he saw a dekel, and there was nice fruit on the dekel. As he ate Zohar, got the better of him. Salik, he scaled this dekel, and he grabbed a fruit off with his mouth. That's what a... Nitiy, he had to being a ganef, but what protected him was the fact that he had this messiah and from his mama that you always wear a yarmulke, and as long as he covered his head, everything was okay. Again, it's little but that this was like a special case and a special situation for a machmin by Yitzchak, but ordinarily for people in the belt, Maybe not. The bottom line is: is we have the Gemara in Nedarim, with days. Anoy de meshcheir yerosh is asa ba'noshim because zimdin de michsi reishayu Zimnin de maglu reishayu. We have the gemara in Shabbos kufit base where the gemara says Ravun Rabbi Yeshua hey, said tasi li his great schar is going to come why because he never goes dalan amis begiul yerosh and we have the gemara which is essentially the same gemara in that daflam and aleph aman aleph the gemara says Ravun Rabbi Yeshua never went dalan amis kins yerosh we have the gemara in Kedushin lamed gimel aman aleph where Ravina was sitting Rabbi Yirmiyah me difty and if somebody passed by the and he wasn't covering his head and they said what kind chutzpah is that you walk by the rabbanon not covering your head we have the Gemara with Rav Nachman by Yitzchak where there was like this special schooler that he was going to make sure he was always going to cover his head if every single Yid wouldn't do anything wouldn't start his day without putting on his kapal without putting on his yamaka, then all these Gemaras don't even seem to get off the ground so what's Pashib Shah? what's going on over here and this is there's a Brysa that we talk a lot about in the Daf. The in this Bryson, is from a Tshuva Saga Oynim. Rashi brings it in say Paradis, Seyed Adairis brings it under Abba Aricha. The Chida talks a lot about it in his Pesachinayim. Then the Mosech is again. Ray that we've spoken about a lot over the years. The name of the Bryson is Eser Milen de Chassidusa, da Havinog behind Rav. The great Amir Rav had ten Chumras that he observed his entire life. And the Bryson mentions what these ten Chumras are. The second of the ten Chumras are, to lay Maske, Arba Amas <laughs> Begilia Roish. He never went Dalar Amos, Begilia Roish. Shtickle <laughs> checkmate. Never went Dalar Amos, Begilia Roish. What do you mean? It's a Chiev to go Dalar Amos, Begilia Roish. The terraces, Like we said. It's something that to is Chassidus and as a result it's one of the Esim Milin the Chassidus the by Ogbein Rav his mom is one of his Midas Chassiduses that he never walked down at Amos, But like Gilir Arash, it's interesting if you look up the brisa inside so the Brysa mentions that after Rav was Nifter so the Talmidim of Rav wanted to perpetuate the memory of Rav so what they decided was they came together and they said that there's no one person that can keep all ten of the Chumras but let's divvy them up we're going to divide up all the Chumras you'll keep this one you'll keep that one and like this says Amin, as a we're going to make sure that we're upholding the great avoid of the Rebbe and like this Rav's memory is going to be perpetuated and his chumras are going to be perpetuated and if you go through the Braises the Braises mentions which one of the Talmidim took on which the most famous one the one we always talk about is that one of the ten chumras that Rav was knowing because he never looked outside his Dalramas and the Braises says that Rav had a Talmud whose name was Rav Yosef and he had another Talmud whose name was Rav Sheshesh and those two Talmidim made this Kabbalah they would never look outside of the Dalramas and then the says, says that at some point they realized that it was impossible and they felt that they were being over on the Kabbalah that they had made, we're well, learning the Dharam now, specifically a Kabbalah that they had made for their Haligar Rabba, for Samoa They made themselves blind, and that's why the two Suman and Shas are of Yosef and Rav Sheishis. That's the rest of the story. But what we need now is, says the Bresa after Rav was Nifter. So, which Talmud took on this Khumra that he was never going to go and never walked down in Amas The Rav Huna Achrav. It was Rav Huna. So it's interesting. I have an edition of the Asorim Milan de Chasidus Davnog Mein Rav that has a Pirish that was written by Rab Gershon Chanach the Redzina Rebbe. The Balat is There's actually a very interesting background to this Pirish that he wrote, it's right here in the Hakdama. He writes that the year was 1884 and he was dealing with a, a Bilbo. It seems that people had accused him of committing a crime that he really had not committed and he was standing trial and his matziv was very, very chamo and he felt that he needed a schos. And it was a very tricky times so he decided that he's going to write he's going to write an aggadah he was a goyen in the world of lumdus and halacha the inkam kai moylahar but it was a, it was a difficult time for him to be Isaac and those in yanam so he decided he's going to write an aggadah so he said he wrote a pirish on the tzavah of the tannan rabbi yazar he also wrote a pirish on the bris of the behind Rav, and he said also there's a yamshal shloimeh somewhere a marshal that brings that there were five chilukim between the bnei bavel and the bnei eretz yisrael, and he wrote a pirish on those five chilukim. But Alkabanim said so there's a commentary that was written by the reziner Rebbe of Balat Chelis on this brisa. The esim milon de chasidusa davenoyk behind Rav. So on this shenis shenis lehavi maska arba ames begilu aroish the noyek grafuna achira. So he says it's Pasha to him that there's a toisat here It's not Rafuna. I had to be Rafuna Braid Rav Yeshua. He says you have two Gemara's. You have a Gemara in Shabbos, Kuf Yud Chesam and Beis, and you have a Gemara in Kedushin, Daflam and Allah, But the Gemara says Rafuna Braid Rav never went al Abbas. I just found a Chuvasaka Oenam at Abraissa in an old manuscript somewhere that was discovered that talks about how Rav had this Chumrah and his Talmud, Rafuna, was the one that took it on. Can't be, it was Rafuna, it must be, with Rafuna, is, it was Rafuna Braid, Rav His problem is, was Rafuna Braid Rev a Talmud of Rav? His pastors, he seemed to have been a Talmud of a Talmud. Uh, but the bottom line is, he says, no, this Rai is, that he was a Talmud also, and he says, Pashatim, that the Girsah is not Rav Huna in the Brisa here, but the Girsah really is supposed to be Rav Huna, Bred, Rav Just to digress for a second, I think it's worth it. Lulay de Mistafina, and maybe it's a MS and a Dover Nifla as well. And that is, there's a Gemara, Mestachdes Rosh Hashanah, Daph Yitzayin Amad Aleph. The Gemara there says, Rav Huna, Bred, Rav Yeshua Raphuna Bred Rav was very sick. All Rapopal ish yulebe. And Rapopal went to be mevaka chayla. So underrated, who was Raphuna Bred Rav as Was Baal and but Papa. That's right, so usually when you think of Famous Bali Plukta Baivarava Reblezen Rav Reb Yeshuah Rab and Shmuel Repopah and Raphune Braid Yeshuah Are throughout Shas So Raphune Reb Yeshuah is sick And Rapapa Reb came to be And he saw that it was already not good He was holding Stop preparing the Tachrichen You know he called the Chavre and Make all the arrangements Because it's just a matter of moments He saw everything wasn't looking good The Maish Raphune Reb had. Alamisrapapa was embarrassed to come appear by Rafu the Brader of Yeshua. Here he Mamash wrote him off. He said that it was all over. And now he meets Raffu, the Breder of Yeshua at Malay. The kids the Gemara tells a whole story. My chazis, he said, Rapapa, was I wrong? I mean, I looked at you, He wasn't looking as a doctor, he was looking as a so he said, I saw it was already you were holding in Doyle mammoth. So he said, like, what happened? So he told him, You should know you were right. In Hakihava. I was mamish holding by leaving this world. He said, but at that moment, mamish, when it was, it was supposed to be, it's entered neshama, and he said as follows, being there, the a of Yeshua is someone that's a maver that throughout his life if people would do things to him, he was mad there, he would look away, he would make believe it didn't happen, even though he was right, he was 100% right, but he would look away like takuma bahadeh, so we have to treat him differently, and they brought him back to Life. And he was bright. So he said, but Papa, you're right. You don't have to shame. You are 100% right. What you said was Amnes. There was a special Heirah, because I spent my life being mavra and that's why I was brought back to life. But this is a Gemara that talks about a of Yeshua that was very, very sick. It was a chayla. It's interesting. I looked up in the Toldos Tanam Vamiram from Aaron Hyman just to see a little bit about the life of Rav Hunebred Rabbi Yeshua. This is what he writes. We know nothing about the life of Rav Hunebred Rabbi Yeshua. It's a chiddish, because he's in so many gemaras. But he says, you don't find anything, he says, the only thing I know about him was, is that one time he was a chayla. But this is the only thing that Chazal were ever megala to us, as it relates to who Rav Hunebred Rabbi Yeshua was. I was thinking, that this gemara mesech, this Psachin. From the, base. the Gemara says that Abayah was once walking together with Rapapa and Raphuna Bred Yeshua. And the Gemara says that Rapapa was to the left of Abaya, and Rafun Bred Rav Yeshua was to the right of Abayah. And as they're walking, all of a sudden they see one of the shade who's Ketef Meriri, is coming towards them. So the Gemara says Abayah... And it was coming towards the left. So Abayi told Ravunu switch places. Go from the left. You go to the right, and let Papa be on the left. Meaning, let Rapapa be the one that's gonna encounter this uh, this demon, this mazik. So Rapapa turns to Abai and says, What did I do? Like why are you pushing, walking me in to this mazik now? On he told him, At He says, You're a shaitakami, you're a barmazal. And he said, because you're a barmazal, I'm not so worried. So what does it mean? Says, if you look at the Rashbam, the Rashbam says that a Rapoppa we know was a big veer. he told him you're an Ushir. you have a good mas of I'm not worried that you're going to be hurt. So, I was thinking. Again, this is Lule the Mistafina, and that is I think Gemara says in Brachis Tachman Dalad and Beis. Am who the Shloishet There are three people that need Shmira: the Eluhen, Chayla, Chasam, and Kala. A Chayla, a and a Kala only Shmira. Shmira from what? If you look in Rashi, Rashi Hakadosh says Shmira Men Hamaziken. They need Shmira from the Mazikin. A Chayla needs Shmira Men Hamaziken. The one thing we know about the Braid Ravishu was is that he was a Chayla, so it could be out Chayla. Al he needed a special Shmirman amazikin. So Abayah said, "No, no, you go to the other side and put Rapap over here. You need Shmir and amazikin. is the Chabar mazel. He doesn't need the shmirah. So that's the reason he flipped them around. Sounds a little out there, right? But I was thinking, Rav Huna braid. Rav Yeshua said what? Rav Huna is the one Amoir in Shas that we find never walked Al Why didn't he walk Al He said shchina lemayla me Where is that? Who stayed that the Shechinah is on top of a person, said It's a Gemara in Shabbos base on amad The Gemara says that when a person goes into a Chayla he should be careful and he shouldn't do like this and he shouldn't go like that. Why? So maybe, maybe, Rav Huna Braid Rav Yeshua, there's one thing we know about him from Ganshas, said the Tolvestan on Vamayran, and that is Rosh Hashanah yud that he was a Chayla And maybe that's Peshan the Gemara and Kofi But if he was a Chola, so that's why he had the Shechina, up. So that's why him not Rav Papa not we dealing with all that may roam. They weren't naive this chumro. It was Rafun the Brave of Yeshua. because he talked a het shchino l'mayla mei But giving a chayla and a chayla het shchino l'mayla And because he shchino l'mayla mei maybe that's why Rafun is the Braid, But we digress a little bit. Regardless, so nachsil in So we have a machloikis between the beis yosef and the Dark emotion and the and the torah and simchahs. When the torah says that a person when he's wearing his talis, he should make sure he's covering his head. What does it mean? The beis yosef said, oh, I mean you're a yarmulke. You always have to wear a yarmulke. What it means is you put that. The Zulba should be on top of your head. That's what it means. But it doesn't mean that you should wear yeah. a You always have to dark It's not true. It's only a middle chassidus to wear a yamaka. And Faket, that's what the Torah is saying, that when a person wears a talus, he should wear a yamaka. And we just mentioned five Gemaras with a price of the SMU and the Chasidash. So we have this whole Arichas which it seemed to imply very much like the Dark Emisha. So what's the base Oyesov gonna say? Right? What's the Beis Yosef going to say to all these Gemaras? So if you look in the Beis Yosef, the Beis Yosef doesn't quote all the Gemaras, he quotes some of the Gemaras, and the Beis Yosef says you have to say all the Gemaras that you're going to ever find on this topic. It's talking about a double covering. It's talking about on top of your yarmulke, you wear a borsalina. That's what it means. You wear a hat. Crazy. You wear something on top of it. But that's in a kuda. It doesn't mean a yarmulke. All those guys go through every... Rav Huyni Yeshua never walked anywhere without his hat. He always wore his uh, head covering, whatever exactly it was. Not a yarmulke. Who, who goes to. Rav's godless was, he always wore shtreimulk. That's his godless. Not that he always wore yarmulke. Everyone always wore yarmulke. Shchariya Roj, Zin in the Mixay is <laughs> in the Middle means you're always wearing a double. And that's why Dr. Moshe didn't like it. But that's the way. they already says it. And he says, you're going to have to say that all these things are already double coverings, and that's what all these gemar, but to, to cover your head. Of course, a yid has a khiv to cover his head. But the says, if you go through the Pisgim, and you in a little bit, not Ruban, Kulon, all the Pisgim say like they are not. And just to mention, just to have a little bit of a time of what's going on over here, one tshuva. And this tshuva is from the Marshal. So this tshuva goes back to the 1500s, and it was written by the Marshal. The shoyal asked the Marshal, the someone, his head If someone, his head hurts, could he sit down And could he eat Without covering his head So the marshal writes as follows <laughs> So if you were to ask me If you can make a bracha I, I wouldn't be able to tell you That, that it's awesome Because I'm not familiar With any chiv Or any isser To make even a bracha Let alone to eat he said, I can't imagine What the problem is going to be To eat Now he says I know that people Are noyek Eden They always cover their head I'm very very familiar with that Says the marshal. But he says, I think they're wrong. And he says, I would say you could even make brachas I would I would say could why can't you say Kriyish Mavigiliy And he said, "I'll prove it to you from the Medrash." The Medrash says, "Amr Abrachio, Melech Basavadam, a Melech Basavadam, a human king, Mishager Pukgamal Medina." If he would send this Putkama, he would send this declaration that he wants his people to read. Mahayin what would they do? Kol Oim everybody would stand up who prayed that's they would take off their caps The came in and they would read it be imabira perasus ubaze ya avala kodish boru yisporo emuliso kirishma they wish to told class to read kirishma Prutkema didi. That's my Prutkema. And hare lo aleichem likrois. But I wasn't matriach you to read. Lo yoyimdim, not standing. Ve lo yoyimdim, and not with your head uncovered, says the marshal, mashma lehedyo, the leker iser be priyash roish. That there'd be no instance to say kriyashma be priyash roish. Ela shaloi hechmir aleim. There would have been a havamina that maybe every year before he says kriyashma, nap the couple and now you say kriyashma. <laughs> to tell me that it's Osser? It's, it's not awesome. But then the Mashal says, People said it's Osser. People said it's awesome to make brachas and to say Krishna. Good. Uh, okay, I can't argue. Even though I think from the Medrash, it's not the way, but that much I'm not going to argue. I'll tell you what does bother me. There are people that think that it's sir to have your hair uncovered even when you're not davening. That I have no idea where that came from. The only time you find out by a woman and by a married woman. I, ah, says the marshal you find the all those Gemara's, like we said, these are all Gemara's that are Amidas Chasidus, like pox That's really all it is. Then he says, dvar, v'shamati, I heard al-chacham echad, about a certain Chacham, when he would learn, hayu he would learn without his Yamakim. This is someone that the Marshal referred to as a Chacham. So we don't know who it is, but you can just use your imagination. Someone that the Marshal thought was a Chacham, that when he used to learn, he would take off his the amasa. he held that it was very heavy. And I think we just have to stop for one second. In the times of the Marshal, I mean, I'm going to try to stay in my lane here, but I don't think they had yarmulkes then. I, I don't know when yarmulkes really came into existence, but the Ramam didn't wear a yarmulke. The Ramam wore a, a whole matziv on his head. He wore a turban, he wore a head covering. Yarmulkes are is a fairly modern invention. They didn't have yarmulkes then. They used to cover their head. They were putting a whole headdress. That's what it was. It was a whole matzah on top of their head. And because that's what it was, so this year you know, it, was, it was covered. It was very difficult. I mean, to sit and learn with a whole situation going <laughs> on. Yeah, it could be very hard. That's what he means. Right? He didn't mean the yarmulke was hard with the little yarmulke. That was the big deal. Khmuvan, that's not what he was referring to. But it must have been something along those lines. Either way, says the Marshall that halacha lamayzid is not a problem. He says, no, to learn without a yarmulke, I don't recommend it. I'm that are going to look at you funny and based on that you have to be worried about it's going to be awesome but then he goes on to a whole lot I of mean, this is classic Marshall anyone that's familiar with the trubas of the Marshall and the Harifus of the Marshall this is like epic it's textbook Marshall he says I want to reveal to you a little bit the clone of the Ashkenazim the vada it says mish shoyse yayanessach dem loishol goyim if somebody was caught drinking yayanessach in a in a malloyan somewhere of goyim fa ikhol dagem vu or you read fish that was cooked in their kelem so somebody like that in ishshinol of bein Bite, bite, you know, this this person would be like the worst person in the world, but Misha. But if there's somebody that goes and he wears, he takes his yarmulke off. As I, no, he says, somebody that does that, no one's going to care so much. And he's been arguing by COVID. He said, if he's an oisher, forget about it. No one even notice. Make believe you didn't see. Right? I don't tell you. Don't tell. This is all good. You have nothing. Is what he writes. He says if he's an Misha, by COVID and Forget, if somebody eats Mammish, he eats everything but that. Hay they throw them a they out. Al Kayna but this is the way it is, the masses. But Al Kap he says, You want to know how Lochalamaisa as it relates to Allah Mesa, this is not something you have to worry about. The Vilna Guyyan, the beer I by the way, in Simonches also talks about this very much about a Very, very, very long beer agra. What was the Vilna Guyans day on this whole Indian? Okay, the last thing that he says the last words of the von galion on this topic is clo de milsa ein ist der cloud berosh mit google oi racklefne he's standing in front of agdoin that's based on the gamar kdtush da flam Gimel the with the meister with ravino de gen beisat fiwa aus it's more like for Musa Seder. It's the right thing to do. What about the rest of the day? You have to copy your head? It's meant for the K'doshim. But it's not meant for the average man. So the bottom line is what we have here is, is we have the Darke Moshe, and we have the Marshal, and we have the Vundagayim. They're all saying, and it's all the place. They all say very, very clearly that this whole Indian of covering your head is really optional. It's a Midas Chasidis, That's what it is. It's a Midas Chassidus and that's really what it's based on. The one day that said very, very sharp that it's Aser is the Beis Yosef. But I'm going to tell you something very interesting. Rabbi Vadi Yosef in many many truvas, Omer talks about this Indian. If you want to see one long truva that's super super thorough, Pedarke in it's Yabia Omer Chelik Tes, it's Siminala. If he goes through this Indian extremely thoroughly. And one of the things that he brings Taich Tvarav is is that although the Bais said in Simin Ches that it's also for a person to go beguili a rosh, but from the mechaber it's not mashma that way. There's a mechaber in Simin Beis. In Ur-Chain, the Mechaber says as follows, Osr leylech b'koi meskufa. It's Osr for a person to walk b'koi meskufa, with a gaifa. And then the Mechaber says, lo yeylech arba amas begil rash. A person shouldn't walk dalaramas amas rash. So, Maran Avadya, and really the Kadmoinim, we're already Medayic, that sounds a little bit from the Mechaber, that going bekoy meskufa is Osr. Osr leylech b'koi meskufa. When it comes to Gilu Harosh. it's only something that you shouldn't do. So, says Rabbi Vadya, that it's poshid to him that in the Mechaber he was paschining like the Dark Moshe, like the Marshal, like the Goyin. Like all the pesky, not like he said in Beis Yosef. And really, what we have is a stira between the Beis Yosef and the Mechaber. Because in the Beis Yosef, it's clear, it's sharp that a person has to always cover his head But in the, that, in the Mechaber, this diuk is a very glaring diuk, and it's way. So he says that we have a masaira amongst the poiske, hasfarad. The masaira comes from the Chida and from the Benishchai. That whenever there's a stira between the Beis Yosef and the Mechaber, that is always like the Mechaber. The Mechaber was written after the Beis Yosef was written, and the Benishchai said that very very often, when the Mechaber was writing the Mechaber, it was Hei Ruch from me, Baruch, and there was a certain Siat Dishmayi, whatever it was. But the bottom line is, is that if there's ever a stir between the Bess and the Mechaber, the Allah is always like the Mechaber. So he says, if that's the case, not only according to the Dark Emotion, the Mashal and the Goyen, and all the Piskin, but really according to the Bess also, it's something that's going to be Mutal and all this is going to be, is going to be midas chasidus. So is this like the end? Is this the final? Okay, it's chasid. It's Baruch Hashem. It's very nice. So there's a very, very important maramachim. And really, for some, this is where the suya starts. But there is a very, very important maramachim, It's a, a free Maramachim, And it's in the Taz. The Taz is also in Simiches. It's all in the same general area. And the Taz is as follows. Just to read one line in the Taz. V'li Sheyesh, isir There's an isir gomor. For a person to wear and go without a, not wear a yarmulke. For a completely different reason. For a different reason there's an isagam. And the reason is as follows: Being that today there's a between the akum, that what they do is take if As soon as they sit down, they take their head off. came for a year to take off his head covering. So the bottom line is, says the Taz, that I agree with everything that all the Pais said. Oh, but there's a new reason. There's a Tam Khadash, says the Taz, and that is, is an Indian of So really, in order to appreciate the Taz, you just have to have a little bit of context. And that is, once upon a time, there was no such thing that a person would walk through the street without covering his head. It was unheard of. Everybody wore hats. Everybody wore hats. You, walk, you see any picture, any book, anything of what the world looked like. I mean, New York City in the 1950s, everybody wore hats. And that was the minute of the way people, certainly in Europe, used to conduct themselves. But what happened was there was a social etiquette that when you would walk into a room, you would take your hat off. You would meet with somebody, the first thing you do is you would take off your hat. It was considered an act of respect. And this was the etiquette. This is what people did. So said the Taz, that once it turned into a social etiquette, that you dover could take your kisui haroish off, now it's a v'chukai seyem for you to take off his covering. In other words, says the Taz, that be'etzim there's no iser for a person to go begil haroish. No All the svaris and cheshbaynas are all true, but it's only midas achasitos. But what happened was, it came a time where suddenly the, the way in the umay they would fear was, is they would dafke take off their head coverings at certain times. So for a year to do that is not okay. And again, just the hair to a drop better. There's no such thing that a person's going to be walking in the street and his hair is not going to be cut. There was no such metzias. Everybody covered their head. That was never the Shiloh. So the Shiloh in the world of the Taz is, is you're going to sit down now, you're going to meet somebody, and the first thing I'm going to do is, I'm going to take my hat off. That's what say. And to go ahead and do that, it's not okay. And that turned this whole situation and this whole suya into an gomer I'll tell you what Davin Nifla that the Khsam says right here in our the So if you think this raid bite's a stretch, this khsam is right here. It's not from a truva, it's it's right here. The khsam talks about this gemara, right? It's very mashma. From this Gemara, that the Gemara says, the the Migler So how come today it's different? So he says like this. He said, if I would ask you, why today are people more matted than they once were? Meaning, once upon a time, people, it seems like, didn't we really... yet? Maybe because it was a Chayla. Rav of Yeshua always covered his head. But today, it's not the Messias anymore. So what changed? So the Chassam says that I think if you would ask the man on the street, he doesn't say that, but if you would ask the man on the street, he would probably tell you, it was an achshadara, right? There's a lot of achshadaras. Why are there achshadaras in certain areas? Like but that's for sure what you would think, right? There's an achshadara. Who today wouldn't wear a yarmulke? Why? It's only a, tell someone it's only a Midas Hasidus. Tell someone it's a Balnefesh Yachmer You're going to lose that fight Right? So Herod it says it's a Midas Chassidus And because it's a Midas Chassidus So it's for that reason The right thing to do is to do it I'll prove to you that's not the Pshat That's not why we wear yarmulkes today It has nothing to do with, the, with this Balnefesh Yachmer With this Midas Chassidus He says you know why? Because if that's the case How come girls don't wear yarmulkes? He says how come girls don't wear yarmulkes? So when they get married they cover their head But that's for a whole different reason that's a completely different suya. He says, how come girls don't wear yarmulkes? Right? you ever thought about that? So if there's an Indian that you're supposed to have an aim, there's a middle this he said, what, that's not that for men, not for women? I've never saw such a thing. He says, the terror is, girls don't cover their head today because you're not mechoyiv And Be'etzen, we wouldn't either cover our head today because we're not mechoyiv to. We're we are Rabbi Rabbi Yeshua did it. But we would never do it. So why do we? He said, it's because of the it. It's all the Taz. So he says, you know what the Minik with the Taz was? The Taz's Minik that he described in Simiches was only in the game men. He said, men would always take their head coverings off. And because they took their head coverings off, so what do we do? We dafka weir it to go fakir from the Chuk He says, the women used to dafka cover their head. And because they used to dafka cover their head, therefore the minig in Klai so became that the Jewish girls shouldn't cover their head. To go forget... But the bottom line is Is that from a halachic perspective, there is a Taz. And this Taz says that it's a So let's fast forward now to the 20th century. And that is two chuvahs. One truth is written by Ramosha in English, Moshe. And one tshuva that was written by Rabbi Vadya, the tshuva that we quoted earlier, and other tshuvas as well. So Ramoisha was asked to Shaila. i am just give you idea, There's many tshuvas in was Moshe. We have a whole raid by it, by the way. Steer and Ramoisha. And one was <laughs> pre-1960. The other is post-1960. Ayncha, But I think it's number three, right? Yamik is in Halacha, part three. Ayncha, But... Um, Moshe was asked the Shiloh about someone who had an, has an opportunity to take a job, but one of the requirements of taking the job is that he's not going to be able to wear a yarmulke. So the question is could he take the job or could he not take the job? So Moshe says, when it comes to Mitzvah saseh, this is an Indian of This is only a Midas Khsidas, a Kalvachimer. So based on that, it shouldn't be a problem. Says the Moshe, the Afrahatas, Shah Soiver, the Basmanaza who Assamitzad Khaika Akum, Shimkayen, who love. She yish lesser afi lo b'malkem hafsin mammon. In which case, it's a lav, and based on that, it should be yisser afi lo b'malkem hafsin mammon. However, that says Ramoisha she ein dinay barur. I don't know what he means. Abehine talui davar zel lahataz b'ha mekaymos u b'medina. It all depends on the time and the place. And he says nowadays b'medina zu vaday ein zem ishum chayk akum der rubam einan is zehirin bechukay. And most people don't keep such a minig anymore. Nobody walks around with hats today And there's no such mythic today When you walk into a room You take your hat off So that whole chayk Of what people were doing Once upon a time That whole taz said Ramosha is not in So he says It's a to him So finds In that that taz Is not in So he says To be chayish for the taz Is not something You have to worry about he says, and for that reason, gave him rishos. He told the seed, you can take this job, even though it means that you're not going to be wearing a yarmulke. It's fine. The only thing he told him is, you have to make sure, daft when you're in the makam of Avoida, then you could be make. I'm giving you the heta for that. But all of a sudden because I have a job where I don't wear a yarmulke. It means I'm never going to wear a yarmulke. He says, that's not something you're allowed to do. And he says, even if they're going to laugh at you, but if you're outside of the Avoida, he said, I give you no rishos. Do what you need to do to take the job. But anything beyond that, even if it's going to mean bezioiness, that area I'm not giving you a heta for. To take the job, yeah, it's the hefsin moment. He was doing between the the. Because the only thing is i am not be but he said as far as the hefzen moment. That's something that I am willing to be on But the bottom line is, this is Rambosheh based on the fact that the ikra din is not such a big deal. All it is this and based on the fact that even though there's a taz, but the taz is really tall if we are mocking. and the that's not such an issue, and for that reason, it's not going to be a problem. Rabbi Vadia also talked about this ties. and Vadia himself. Said that he feels the Taz not negated for a different reason. He says, because the Emma says, this Taz is a very, very big Chiddush. The reason this Taz is a Chiddush is because we know that the Paiskim say, the Paiskim hakadmainim, and this is usually the way we fear like, that the only time there's an issue of a Bukhukhukhay say a is if what you're dealing with is an issue of Avedazara. So whenever the Sugi is a Sugi of Avedazara, that's when you have the Salacha. But when we're not dealing with Avedazara, then there's no problem with And being that taking off your hat or wearing your hat and wearing a covering is not a Sugi of so. Mean that it's not a de zero, So based on that, this is not something that's going to be an issue. So the bottom line is really what it boils down to is the taz. That's what Chassam Soyfer said. That's the Pashtas. And in the 20th century, Rabbi Moshe said that I don't see where the Taz is and the is as Rabbi Rabhavadya had more of a fundamental issue with the Taz, in terms of the fact that it doesn't stand with all the gedolim and all the Paiskin and the Marid and the Shah. That said it's only the Gayaway And being that it's not something that's the Gaway So based on that, this would not be an issue. But then Rabhavad Yosef says something very, very important. And this is really the disclaimer to this whole conversation. And that is, says Rabbi the my cigarette today. Yidin that Hashem return misses with Yarmoukas. Now, you want to know why? Interesting, some cipher. We can hypothesize why. But, Lamay cigarette Yidin with Yarmoukas. And he says today, the only time a Yid does not wear a yarmulke is if he's, uh, he's one of the Chavshim, he says. If he's from the Chilonim. But other than that, any Dati wears a yarmulke. So he says, if a Yid today is going to take off his yarmulke, he's going to be over the Isam Maris Ayin, which is an Isaday Raisa of isin the Me'ashem It's an Isaday Raisa of the Tzachem Tov Ben You're going into a whole different world. So, out the iser Julie Everyone came out, according to even the Besiyosif was Chaiser, that's not a problem. The Taz, the Ramashah, Rabbah, the the Kareli, and certainly there's my name, the Kareli, the Taz, doesn't seem to be an issue. but. What happened is it has a life of its own. And once Yid and no Yid would ever walk anywhere, Daka Dalad Abbas would begin a So once Yid doesn't walk, Dalad Abbas begin So now a person, you meet somebody in the in the street and he's not wearing a yarmulke, what's the first thing that's going to go through your mind, right? It's going to be a problem. So you're going to have bad Yorubim. It's not a good thing. And it's for that, that's good for why it's awesome. Because you can't justify it today. And being that you can't even just say, I heard a rape by God, this topic, right? So that's not that. And because of that, it's not going to be such an issue. I just remind reminded myself that in Brist they say over a we we'll leave out some of the prothem. but in Brist they say over a mysa that in the titan from the Bay Salevi there was a Pseid one of the Cheshuvin as Gevar a Amaskal and one of the first things that he did was he took off his yarmulke so the Beis Salevi commented he said "Volt ergivist? how little of a deal it is to wear a yarmulke he'd keep his yarmulke on <laughs> he thinks it's such a big deal. So he took off the These and and guys. This was a muscle to an imchol that uh, the Bresker Shiva was talking about. But the bottom line is that. <laughs> but this this is this is the ma'isel. Nice. So we'll just end with one, uh, the with one interesting, fascinating Indian, and that not Indian. Just just to end with one last idea, and that is that you know we've spoken in the past a little bit about Italian Jewry in the 17th and 18th century, we spoke about the epic tshuva from a Moshe Provencello who wrote a tshuva about playing tennis in the 1500s on Shabbos and Yom in in Italy. And he was discussing, you know, from a pure halachic perspective, is it okay, is it not okay? And everyone knows what the Chsam Soifer says in the tshuva, it's an Erechayim, Chuva Kufnun Tess, where the Shoyu wanted the Chsam Soifer to come out very, very strong and to be moich about people that were shaving. And he said, "How could you shave? It's aser to be a a magulich? and something that you're not allowed to do." And Chassam backed wrote back to him. He said, "What do you mean? How could you say it's aser?" He said, it's, "It's it's not a Let's let's go through the sugi together. Let's see if it's aser for a person to be clean shaven. He says, If because of agayim, He says, "Let me ask you back a question." He hit the I like wear black shoes. Everyone wears black shoes. So why you allowed to wear black shoes? Elamai obviously has nothing to do with Khuqsayim because there's a practical reason. He says, no, this is also a practical reason. You want to look the way you want to look. And based on that, this is something that's gonna be okay. Either way, this is Dvar Matikin. You have to know how this relates to the Yamakur Taz Ubu Khuka Loy This is a steer Khsam Soyf a little bit. But now this is what the Soif said. But then he says, U Masha Roma's sifre He says, you know, you wrote in your letter to me that the Mekubalam right, you're you're not going to put your hands on your beer. He says, "Number one, asic in the bin do a Because some said, "I'm not doing do Avu, but besides, mehemu from the Mackubolo, alain Hutra, Haritsu I know for sure that it's Mutter. Why? Because the whole Eretz Italia in the whole land of Italy. Chiko all the Chahomi in Italy are megul Hezokken. They're all shaven, Venitlin, be Elon godel, and they rely on the Elon godel, Ramana Maario, the Ramami Pano, right The Rama from Fano, Balas sono mamoris, Avia mikubolin. he was a Maggullo, mi blee Hischu he managed to leave one hair on his face. He didn't have one hair. So he says, "You're going to tell me the kumikul So he we, says, "So we're getting a little insight into Italy, right? So they were clean shaven. They were uh, <laughs> they were playing doubles on Shabbos, right? <laughs> a little someone's got a But this is a little bit uh, right, A little insight. But I'll tell you something. This is mamish. If you don't know this, this is uh, you know, but But this is mamish. But this." This is this is not much fascinating And that is That in Italy The minigwas Amongst a lot of yid And a lot of shaym Retire mitzvahs That they followed The social etiquette Of the time And they weren't As makhbed And wearing yarmulkes The way we're makhbed today and it was very, very, very common in the 1600s and the 1700s. I'm talking amongst the chesuvim, amongst the real, re- uh, we don't mean the, the people that don't keep Torah mitzvahs, the chavshim. We're talking about people that were shomri Torah mitzvahs, people that were learning Torah on the highest level, and they were learning Kabbalah, and they were learning everything. They were mamish tzaddikim gemurim, umuflogim. But in this Indian, like in the times of the Tanam and Amiram, they weren't as makbed, and it was based on the social etiquette of the time. And they so a little bit more than some of the other cultures did, and it was rooted in the fact that alpi halachah is something that's really mutter. All it is is a midas chesidus. They obviously, for whatever reason, will chayluk with the taz. And the bottom line is, is this was the minute. This this is pashat the way it went. A classic truth on this topic is in the Shailos Truva Zikne Yehuda, which was written by one of the Italian gedolim in mean, the late. 1500s, early 1600s. His name was Rabbi Yehuda Aryeh, Mimodina, or Rabbi Huda Mimodina. So Rabbi Huda Ario Mimodina, he was one of the great Italian Godoy, he wrote many, 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 many Svarim, and he wrote a tshuva on this topic. It's actually interesting. The tshuva has a resha and a seifa. The seifa of the tshuva is playing sports on Chavez, which we actually spoke out, there's an old sticker here, we spoke out this tshuva when we spoke out the tshuva from Moishin Provincial. This part of the chuva is the resha, and in the rasha of the tshuva, he talks about wearing yarmulkes, and he brings a maissa, he says he said he once gave a Josh about Gilear Roish and he says he went and he said that the, the whole union of Gilear Roish yeah there's some people there's some kanoim that think that this is a real Isser not a real Isser all it is is a Midas chasidus and if you go through it this there was someone that was giving him a very very hard time because it seems that Rabbi Yudah Ari is Maida he said that there were times that it was very hot or he was meeting in places where it was like a little bit socially inappropriate and he took his head covering off And he was seen that way. And he said a lot of the people in Italy were like that. And people were coming after him, the (laughs) Kol you talking? how do you have a right to do something like this? And it seems that this shoyal, this person that gave him a hard time, told him as follows. He says, Chazal say, in many different places, they talk about Kalos Rosh. What does it mean to be a (laughs) Kalos Rosh? See, he said, Kalos Rosh means when your head is light. Meaning, you don't have the, the Master Kovit on your head like that Chachon that the Marshal talked about in his Chuvah. He said, That's what Kalos Roish is. Kalos Roish brings to Arayas, it brings to every Aveir in the world. So he told him, hey, You mother speaks over Kalos Roish. He writes back to him, You're pushing an thyraxis. That's what Kalos Roish means. What does Kalos Roish have to do with Yamakas? <laughs> but he says, You could be a Kalos Roish and you'd be wearing a, a, a very nice Yamaka. What has nothing to do with the other? It says, Kalos Roish, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's Chuvah Chuvah, by the way. But he goes through and he says, it's not a problem Lemais again he says the same thing that kids should wear yarmulkes because it's good chinof but in terms of the Zahiras being on that same level it wasn't and it was really based on culturally and the way people were being naik in Italy at the time just to end there's a a sefer one of the Italian svarim from that kufa that was written, this sefer was written in the 1600s. It's called Malachis Machsheves. This sefer Malachis Machsheves was written by, his name was Ramoyshek Chafetz. He was one of the Italian Jews at that time. And he wrote a sefer called Malachis Machsheves. It's a classic sefer. And it happens to be out of print right now, but there are other svarim for Ramoshe Chafetz that you can buy at your local svarim stores. So he was a great, 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 great guy. Anyways, when he printed his sefer Malachis Machhevis. So he did what was the at the time, even by a lot of And Ibishitz is one of his farmers like this, there was a picture of the mechaber in the Sharblat. So if you look in the Sharblat of the sefer so there's a picture of the Mahaber. And when the Malachis Machsheves printed his sefer Bahayab, it was printed the first time in 1710, so he wrote, he printed the sefer with a picture in the Sharblat. I happen to have a second edition, which was printed about hundred years later, and there's a picture. And here's the picture if you want to see it. So, first of all, this is the Chamsayfis Chuva where he talks about the Chachme Italia by Hoyabai Saira Achas. But here's the rest of the story. This picture was photoshopped. This was the second edition. When the first edition of the Sefer was printed, there was one thing that this didn't have the Amaka. There was no yarmulke on his head, so this was a sefer that was printed in the year seventeen ten. B'chayov the Baal and in this portrait it was printed B'chayov. It's a oilam, and it was printed without yarmulke, and it was really based on the way the world once was. Now our world is not like that, and because it's not like that, it can't be like that. It takes on a total life of its own, like Rabbi Yosef said. It takes on its own meaning. We're learning the darim now, Dvarim that a muter b'vachere m'noi is very, very chameh. It can be more chameh than an isser. So this is not a halacha l'mayseh drosh in any way, shape, or form. But at the same time, just from a historical perspective and just from understanding a little bit the halacha, from a pure halachic perspective, really for a man to cover his head like the Gemara says in the Dharma, d'Aflaman on the base, it's zimnen de machzir ishayu, it's de magli Really all it is is a midas chasidism. And if you go through the poiskim, the only poiskim that you're going to find that held not the way, is the Beis Yosef and Rabbi Yosef who was the authority when it came to knowing Shittas Beis Yosef and Shittas Ramah too but for sure Shittas Beis Yosef so he said that the Beis Yosef was really and really all the place came held there's a taz there's a question of Marisayim